exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we're talking about the Fae Sorceress Lulu. Finally, a champion that I play. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of your mains. I know, it's very exciting. You're not the Darius player? <sighs> no, I try and support people who get mad at me. and. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Right? I can't, I can't imagine why. Right. <laughs> Well, since she's one of your mains, surely you will have a great impression prepared for her. John, why would you like, why would you do that? Why would you like put that on me? <laughs> We're sitting put here right now. <laughs> now I feel like I want to do a different one. And now I can't think for the life of me of what Lulu says. What does Lulu say? What even is Lulu? <laughs> Transmogulate. Beautiful. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Very good. Mm-hmm. Stunning. Visionary. <laughs> All right. John, you sick. <clears throat> Nosy dewdrop. Cute. Thank you. Thank Super you. Cute. Sexy. Well, okay. uh, All, right. All right, Mark. Let's uh, let's hear what you got. <clears throat> All right. Yup. That tasted purple. Pretty good, right? Wait a minute. I know that <laughs> voice. Is there someone else on the line? There you go. There we go. <laughs> Rectangles over Discord. Crazy. Wait a minute. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to our friend Faye. Please to meet hello, you. Hello, our friend Faye. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Uh, talented Happy to voice be actress here. of the Faye Sorceress. Yeah. She's uh, <laughs> she is near and dear to my heart. But yeah. Aww. Hi. Uh, I'm so glad. I'm Faye Mata. I'm a voice actor. Um, I stream on Twitch. Um, but uh, I don't know. I guess I'm best known for voices in video games and anime. Um, like Aqua and Konosuba and Astolfo and Fate Apocrypha. I'm in Miraculous Ladybug. I'm in Sailor Moon. I'm in Hunter x Hunter. Uh, I did uh, Petra and Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I don't know. Lots of stuff. Pokemon. Um... <laughs> What else? I never so remember like all of, of my. Deal. I mean, it's a lot of right. roles. <laughs> uh, I am fortunate. I am. I'm blessed. I'm not. I'm not trying to like brag. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I'm really. I'm really proud of my work over the years, and uh, it's. It's really humbling because it. it uh, I. I started as a fan of just anime and video games, and and working in it now is like super super cool. So like I played League of Legends before I got to voice Lulu, and. I've always loved Pokemon, and now to say that I am in Pokemon or Final Fantasy, these things that I played growing up or, or watched growing up is, um, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's exciting. It's like, you know, you follow your dreams, and then, and then, you, and then you do it, and it feels really good. <laughs> yeah, it's been amazing kind of seeing the random places that you pop up, too, because, I mean, I'm a huge Fire Emblem fan, too. And then when I saw the credits on that, I was like, holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really surreal. I, I swear, because um, for me and, and, I mean, most voice actors, we just work in our booths or, like, we be pre, pre-COVID, it was like you go to the studio. Um, or even before that, it's just a bunch of emails. Um, <laughs> like, people send you emails and it's like, okay, would you like to audition for this character? Or we think you would be a good fit for this character. But they send that to so many other people who also might be in the same vocal range. Um, so, like, 
it's just you don't really think about the final product it's how do i say this it's it's like um you get into a flow of things of like oh here's an email i'm going to do the audition and then you have to forget about it because if you get too attached um you're setting yourself up to be disappointed um because there's there's just so much competition out there and it's not even like um like everybody just has so many unique voices and there could be any reason why you're cast or not cast and so like you you train yourself to put it out of your mind immediately after you audition and on top of that you don't know when these things are going to come out like game devs don't say oh we will also be releasing the game on this exact date nobody knows <laughs> nobody knows that, that gets pushed back several times so like you don't think about it anymore so one year or two years <laughs> later when it finally comes out and then suddenly i get a like some i don't know people people tweet at me or something over twitter <laughs> um that's how you find it yeah no out. seriously <laughs> I, most of the times i find out that something is actually out it's because somebody has tagged me in it and was like oh great job <laughs> and i'm like oh it's out now oh my god i can talk about it i'm buried in ndas all the time um I'm sure and uh things like going to conventions now like i used to go to anime conventions as a kid um, and now I go to them as a guest and I, I don't know how to explain it, but I guess surreal is the best word because <laughs> I like go there and, uh, like you, you have to do these like, um, meet and greets and autograph sessions and stuff like that. So I just walk into the room and there's already like a line that's formed and, and I still can't believe it. Like I, they're here for me. Like what, what did I even do? How did like, like you see these things, um, release one by one. Right. But when I say you put it out of your mind, you like really put it out of your mind. So I don't even realize how they rack up. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I don't even know how to say all of this without sounding like I'm <laughs> like humble bragging or something. But I just, no. I'm really, I'm, like to this day i'm i'm still floored and i i can't believe it uh because i like many people have also just experienced things like imposter syndrome like you never think you deserve it and then you're there and then you see all these people and it's like why <laughs> i didn't do anything uh well you're but... definitely not bragging and if you are you have all the rights in the world to brag a bit like so go right. for it seriously it, it's, yeah. a, it's a conflicting feeling <laughs> yes, thank you I, I appreciate that congrats too for the uh reprising the role in both legends of runeterra and wild rift recently right oh yeah yeah and like little animations like the the yordle what was it the oh yeah tales Mortals. of yeah. runeterra yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love that, I one. Love of, that one. one of our favorite cinematics. Uh -huh. might be, it's so might be my cute. Favorite. I I felt very fortunate cuz um working with the Riot team on that was super fun. They were so open to like uh, I don't know, ad-libs and just having fun with it. <laughs> like that pop that Lulu does, it just came out and they were like we're keeping that. <laughs> I was really? just going to say that thing fucking kills me every like the the pop on the end yeah. of nope is that the <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good it. time. The the team was super fun and patient and well, I don't know. I think that's the best when you when you work with people who are all passionate about the thing that you're about to create and then you see it come out and like I didn't know that that kind of animation was 
going to be the result of uh, of what we were recording. Because you don't see the final product. Like, we're laying the track down, right? I don't know what it's going to look like in the end. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I didn't, never knew which order those went in. Like, well, yeah, it, it depends. Sure you synced up the audio to it or whether you did audio first. It depends because, um, I mean, do you want me to go into it? There's, there's a, like a few different ways that I've experienced I mean, doing VO. I mean, I'm always interested in, you know. Okay, I just uh... don't know if you want to, like, focus on Lulu or, like, voice acting at all or, or what. No, Lulu, ha- Lulu has very little lore, so it's okay. We, we go okay. on a lot of tangents on this yeah. podcast. Okay, sure. This is one that's like, here's an actual uh, so expert, I... like someone who knows their shit. I think um, a lot of Western animation, I tend to do uh, prelay. Um, but that's also because we're laying the original English track, right? So I worked on this show called Lego Friends and it's like a bunch of well, friends <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when we recorded it we were all looking at the same script uh, in the same room with microphones uh, just slightly apart from each other and so we would record everything but you know we would run all the way through but it wouldn't be perfect all the times or, or sometimes it was a scene that you weren't even part of so you're basically sitting there a lot and getting to know these people very well cracking jokes in between some that are inappropriate <laughs> for like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> children's shows <Lego> um <laughs> yeah but uh, i will neither confirm or deny that we did that um but it's just it's just fun and i i actually really like that style because i got to actually see other people as opposed to like dubbing you kind of come in for just your lines you're like mm-hmm. they there's an engineer and a director on the other side of the glass in a studio and you're just the only one in the booth you can make whatever gestures you want facial expressions you want nobody will see it um you do whatever it takes to get the sound that you want to come out (laughs) um but nobody else is with you so um yeah it could be really quick honestly like you could be um let's see like i worked on re-zero right and re-zero is uh at least at its time, like a fairly big anime. But my character, Priscilla, didn't really have that many lines, but was a was like a fairly, I don't know. She's a side character. Um, and it didn't really take long to record that entire season for me. Because, like That could be one or two sessions, whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's, a, like when I did Miraculous Ladybug, uh, I voiced Kagami in that, and that's that's originally in French. Um, and the European mm. style, or at least that style that we use to dub it, is called Rhythmo Band, where it looks kind of like if you've ever played Rock Band with a scrolling karaoke kind of thing. Um, Naturally. Yeah, there's like a line <laughs> that goes uh, straight, de- like a vertical line in the, in the, I guess like a, just a little bit in from the, from the Rhythmo Band is what you call it. Uh, and so like the text scrolls, and it's in cursive, so if it's short, it's really compact, and if it's a long line, it might be stretched out. And it can be hard to read, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. It sounds, it's interesting. I can imagine. It sounds very difficult. It's like you're playing a ri- it's like you're playing a rhythm game while you're right? trying to. Yeah. No, Every really, it is really is like that's why I compare it to something like Rock Band or Guitar Hero <laughs> or whatever. Um, and there's it's good that you had so much experience playing those going into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. <laughs> There's also just like different languages that are used in, and by by that I mean like annotations, um, that could vary 
for the um, studio or the um, the project itself. There's just a lot of things like um, like a carrot. You know the like, how do you describe a carrot? The the um like shift okay. six. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The keyboard yeah, like keyboard the carrot. carrot. <laughs> yeah, not not like the vegetable. Yeah. Um, that is like take a quick breath. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But in the Rhythmo band, European style, it's like parentheses H or or a uh, slash H, and it's like a. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. There's like different things that you kind of just learn like that. Um, like a carrot is a different length of a uh, breath than an apostrophe. Huh. Okay. Yep. That is a that is a nuance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and sometimes if it's like dubbing anime, it can be like uh, MNS or um. Let me let me think. I'll just do like OM, which is open mouth, to CM. So or or CM to OM, and it could be like just cry or like cry. So you have to start with the mouth open. And then end with like whimpering with your mouth closed because that's what the picture shows, and that's how they write it in the, in the script. <laughs> Man, it's like learning to read sheet music for the first. No, seriously, no. That's actually a really good comparison. It's like reading sheet music and memorizing symbols, and it can definitely differ between projects and uh, studios. Just Crazy. styles. Yeah. That's wild. And you oh, and and you're like not really a lot. You don't have much room in dubbing to actually ad-lib or anything so that's also why it's fun to do the prelay mm-hmm. style where everybody's in the same room and playing off each other and then animators it's called prelay because it is the first track and then animators can animate to that track so yeah it's really cool nice yeah, that's awesome mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so with the the cinematic then was that all that was all prelay then yeah is that, that was right? well okay. technically yeah it is prelay i i just recorded it from home which is a whole other thing because of covid a lot of people stopped mm-hmm. going to studios well all of us did really <laughs> because sure. yeah. you don't want to be in an enclosed space spitting over the same microphone kind of thing right. <laughs> um it was a whole thing like i had to build my own home studio a lot of voice actors did and at first, it was just recording out of a closet kind of thing, like stuff all my yeah. clothes on one side and make it work and cry. <laughs> Crying <laughs> in your closet. And praise for work. You're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just realizing that my background, by the way, my desktop background is an image from that exact uh, cinematic, by the way. So I have a giant <laughs> image of oh, wow, just right over here. <laughs> Amazing. Uh-huh. Now, now, Faye yes. had... They already named Lulu the Fae Sorceress <laughs> before they got you to do the voice. They did. It was just a happy coincidence. Yeah, it was a crazy oh, wow. coincidence. <laughs> I always I wondered. Always curious. Because I yeah. also auditioned not using my name Faye. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Um, I was very huh. new at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like I remember so that. I, I was very... Um, surprised that I even got cast um well, but I guess they made a good choice <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you thank you but yeah I believe <laughs> I believe at least I'm told that the way they do it is um there's like a whole bunch of people that work on different or on champions like one champion um that represent different departments and then they all go into one room and listen through all the auditions together um but uh 
I think only one person might have known that I was in the mix. But that's it. <laughs> so I felt very fortunate. <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool, though. And for those who don't know, by the way, Faye is also the reason why my whistling is in the game. Because they <laughs> yeah. had initially reached out to you for that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Because um, Faye and I were friends at the time. And uh, they're like, hey, are, are you good at whistling? Can you do this thing? I, I know someone who can. Yeah, because <laughs> I've I've heard you whistle. I had heard you whistle, and it's like a songbird. And I was, and they were like, "Can you whistle?" Okay, first of all, I can't whistle. I can do like a tea kettle whistle kind of thing. It's not good. I, it's just I don't know. I, I'm I'm not practiced, and it's it's something that's actually been used as a bit in uh, Konosuba when we recorded that. Yeah, oh, no. there's like a. There's, like, a part where Aqua is doing this, like, whistling. Uh, like, it's an animation of her, like, sticking her lips up to the sides. Like, she's whistling. And it's just, like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that aside, I'm really happy that you got to be in the game. And, and yeah, I forgot about that. I'm Yeah. That was for the the sh- um, forecast Janna. Yeah. And then they had mm-hmm. me back for Jin, too. Amazing. Which most of that got cut because the Jin original concept was very different than the gin concept that they ended up releasing <laughs> oh. but there's still bits and pieces of it that got cut in there anyway <sighs> super super cool so are we ready to run through the bio go for it yeah okay sure on the universe page she has her bio an art spotlight video and one short story which we have talked about because i think was it uh who's in it draven isn't it draven, yeah. yeah yeah all right but bio lulu by anthony reynolds lenny which is not on the universe page. They nope. don't credit the authors of the bios for some reason. <laughs> uh, Lulu was a normal yordle in Bandle City, of course. Uh, one day she found what she thinks is an injured bird who steals her stick and runs away. Lulu chased him to a place called the Glade and meets Pix, who turns her stick into a staff, which made me laugh because like, it still just looks like a wooden stick to me, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Sticks and staffs, basically the same thing. <laughs> right. uh, in the Glade, Lulu has all kind of powers, and she plays there for a, a really long time, kind of forgetting her other life. She has no idea how long she's been gone. When she does remember, it's described like she's awakening from a dream and is back in the material world. So Lulu wants to go back, but she and Pix can't remember where to find the Glade. But she has brought some of the magic back with her. She could still do some magic that she did in the Glade. The rest of the bio is kind of like random stories about how she like trolls people around Runeterra <laughs> <laughs> as she's trying to find yeah. the glade again, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that's I feel the like from thing? the sounds of it, probably every single region in Runeterra has some sort of story about Lulu fucking with them, like very fizz-like. Yeah. We're like, hey, there was this time I had this little creature, and I don't know what the fuck happened. She turned all her swords into flowers. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they actually wrote this after meeting me as an analogy to me discovering the internet for the first time <laughs> <laughs> they were they didn't have an idea for lulu's bio at all and then you were like let me tell you about my early internet days <laughs> no I, i'm totally it. kidding but <laughs> but it might as well be <laughs> i can tell you about like uh what the auditions said yeah or like mm-hmm. what the yeah, what the specs said so i actually gave three different takes um but the the audition called for uh, a cross between Rarity from My Little Pony 
um there was a like a, this old show about ponies and she was kind of like the uh kind of like haughty i don't know how to explain it kind of like proper but mm. kind of snobby in a way one and <laughs> yeah. then there uh, and then a cross between uh, cross between rarity and luna lovegood from harry potter who is very oh. airy and spacey i see that yeah i really yeah. see that influence yeah so i gave them both of those things um <laughs> one that was uh i guess it, it's mainly two different voices but like we did different speeds as well because if you think about it luna lovegood talks a little slow for like yeah. if you're playing a game you don't want it to take five years for the line to come out when you <laughs> click somewhere so it still had to be sped up a little bit um and uh we we tried different things from like her being really cutesy to a little bit more mischievous um mm. and yeah i don't know i think that was an interesting process and i was <laughs> i was a little bothered by this i don't even know if anybody noticed but they mixed the the two lines or or tracks sorry um like sets i guess like some are really cute from the cute set and others are like mischievous from the mischievous set but i mean i think it works in the end uh, now i'm gonna constantly try to think of which one is which yeah i think you'd be able to tell mischievous fae or cutesy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was it was definitely like a bubblier take and one where she's just like really trying to mess with people all the time like let's yeah. use all the colors. We did a few different takes of that, and I think they went with the mischievous one. I think so. I'm hearing it in my head, and it sounds pretty yeah mischievous. Because there was yeah. um <laughs> like let's use all the colors and okay let's use all the colors. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. That's is, is wild. <laughs> I was curious how de- like how like uh, developed or clarified the idea was around like like I guess the spec like you said or what like how much they had Lulu kind of figured out as a character, but it sounds like they were still trying to nail it down. And I guess they kind of went with a middle path almost. Yeah. So Alex, I believe wrote Lulu. Um, Okay. And you mean senior executive producer (laughs) of arcane. (laughs) Yes, actually. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's true. Um, So I actually asked him questions about like, is that like, is she evil? Is she like, good like how i wanted to just understand her more like what are her powers and he's like oh well lulu is just she's just mischievous like fairies she isn't actually trying to hurt anybody but things that like things in magic that would be considered taboo in other worlds aren't for her so growing and shrinking someone's head might be taboo magic somewhere else but it's just funny to her and harmless (laughs) yeah like that so I was like, oh, that's interesting. That was the exact example that he gave me, and it stuck. That's funny that, yeah. that, that he gave you that, cause that shows up in the that cinematic even with Pix's head. Uh, yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, too, because the original lore, because, the, yeah, the original bio was, like, slightly, not not darker, but um, I guess a little bit more sad for Lulu. Yeah, she was more like misunderstood, you know, fish out of water. She wanted to be friends with everybody, but kept turning them into mushrooms. And here she's just like, whatever, turning people into mushrooms. Is oh super yeah, magical. Lulu. I guess I, I don't really know what their initial process was. Yeah. yeah, they like she in the initial lore. She went into the glade and then came out, but so much time had passed that everybody she knew was gone. 
So she didn't oh, have I any connections left. I remember that, actually. Yeah, that was sad. And then, for some dark. reason, all the other Yordles were like, you're fucking weird. We don't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> so they tried to banish her off of Bandle City, Like, they too. have room to talk. <laughs> and then her lore ends with a classic. Uh, <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> she couldn't reconnect with people in the outside world, and the Yordles wanted her off her land. So she turned to a vibrant magic place where those with unusual gifts were not just accepted, but adored. The League of Legends. <laughs> oh. Back when that was part wow. of the stories. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine Lulu being in the Institute of War because it seems like it'd be too stifling. Like they have rules and procedure and shit. But I just think Lulu probably yeah, not she's all chaos. That, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's just vibing. <laughs> she's really just vibing. Yeah. That's like kind of what they did to Fizz now, though. Like they kind of gave that backstory to Fizz instead. They were like, Yeah, they kind of mm. did. Everyone he it's, loves is dead instead. You know, <laughs> we'll I'll Lulu be curious as we go through these, because I think Zoe's going to be in the same space as, like, Lulu and Fizz. Like, how many different kind of mischievous, trickstery, you know, <laughs> small <laughs> types we get when we rack up? It's I want just a, a giant mischievous trope. tricksy type. Mm. We don't get enough of them. Right? Ivern. <laughs> no, I don't actually know Ivern's lore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of, though. So, I mean, while Lulu, the character, is, like, old, she's not first Breath of Creation old. However, it is mentioned that the Glade may have been the thing that produced Bandle City in the first place. So the Glade, probably first Breath of Creation old. Yeah. yeah. Thereabouts. They don't really have much about the Glade or what it is or... Yeah. I mean, the whole Magical. thing is very, like, right... It's it's the enchanted forest, you know, <laughs> rules don't apply. So it could have been around for a minute, it could have been around for a million years, and it could have been both, because it's just so, like, you know, wibbly-wobbly of a place. <laughs> it's just kind of a long bio. It's almost it's like almost 800 words. It's 799, which I thought was kind of surprising for a Lulu bio, because I think she's very right? pretty straightforward, right? It, long for a little... Yordle, for sure, yeah. compared yeah. to the other Yordle bios we've gotten. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, I Vandal didn't do a Heimer count. It's has nearly not ten, gotten a lot of. It's <laughs> almost exactly ten Heimers. Wow. Yeah. Almost, yeah. It went off. Yeah. yeah hey, we it? we measure the bio lengths in measures of Heimerdingers. How many Heimerdingers long is it? Because he has what is it like eighty words? Eighty words. As his bio. Oh, I see. Yeah, they do him dirty. <laughs> Poor thing. Well, yeah. He's an arcane. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's they true. did right eventually. <laughs> then they did him dirty in our case. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. Uh, he's, he made friends with Echo, so he's good now. Yeah. Did you like Arcane Fay? <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Right. I actually it's helped so Riot read the beginnings of it. Oh yeah. Oh really? I played all the female characters at a little round table in a meeting room oh. kind of thing. Oh man. Nice. Oh wow. That's pretty cool. That's that must cool. have been tough. There's a lot of emotion in those roles. <laughs> Playing yeah. all of them all at once. <laughs> it was really fun. And to see where it started and where it is where what like what the final version is, it was really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. That's an insanely cool thing to to have like been in on in that way. Right? Yeah. That actually happened with another piece of lore in uh League of Legends. So I was in this like creative writing class kind of thing 
uh, and other rioters happen to be in it as well. Um, and I, I wrote this story about uh, these Damasian people who were a couple that went to the shadow. Wait, Shadow Islands? What is it? Shadowlands? Uh, Shadow yeah. Isles? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I already <laughs> forgot. It was a while ago. Um, and they had to, like, purify or, like, send the souls of dead uh, allies at the time. Um, it was kind of like Yuna from, <laughs> like, from uh, mm. Final Fantasy X, sending mm, gotcha. souls kind of thing. At least the idea of it. Um, yeah. And... So, like, the, the couple went there with a group, but then um, the group uh, was separated, and the, I guess the short version is the, the wife's life is unfortunately taken, um, and the, the husband refuses to send her, and the group is like, you have to, you know you have to do that, you can't just let her be like this, and he's just, like, so heartbroken and so hurt, um, and so instead he... Um, he ends up turning on his allies and his wife is like this ghastly figure that is, Oh, I guess instead of sending her, uh, she gets absorbed into his wedding ring. And like, uh, the whole thing, the whole short story ended with him like, killing everybody. And then the ghostly figure of his wife embracing him from the, the back. And that's how it ends. Uh, and then, uh, one of the creative, I forgot what his role was at the time. Um, but his name was Robert, Rob, um, said that they really enjoyed my story, and so they decided to make this character Lucian and Senna. Oh, shit. (laughs) The Thresh thing, I had no, uh, I guess that was like the trapped wife kind of thing, but Mm. it was definitely not like Wedding Ring. I think Wedding Ring is a little too, uh, religious or something. (laughs) So, yeah, so there were modifications, but it's like really cool to see how things kind of start and then become a thing. And, like, they're, they're like, huge now with oh, yeah. big stuff. Like, we both were, of them became champions. The other week. They That's have so more lore than just about anyone. Yeah, yeah. and it's actually, yeah. like, really solid, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, some of the best written lore. <laughs> yeah, it, it made Even me really AU happy. the AU lore that they have is great. It's <laughs> mm. true. Yeah, so I am... Um, I guess I was just like really happy to see that concept become a, a real thing because it was just That's like a awesome. creative sure. writing exercise. That was it. Like <laughs> the whole thing was you write, you, um, you know, make a structure of like, what's the, what's the, I guess the beginning, middle end, the conflict or whatever. And, uh, the payoff for the viewer. And then we read them to each other. It was just like, uh, practice writing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what that. That's oh, how that's that started. Cool. Hell of an exercise, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. Yeah. You want to? Uh, you want to take us through the short stories? Well, Shh. don't say stories. <laughs> do you want me to do it? Rebecca? Yes, please. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, so we. I know we talked about this before. It's called "The Whispering Doodad" by Graham McNeil. Um, <clears throat> it's being told from the perspective of like a nature spirit. We think it's Ivern. I like that it it's sounds Ivern. a lot like Ivern. They haven't confirmed it, but I'm just going to go on the record and say it's so, Ivern. It is. So Ivern definitely is narrating this story. 100%. You yeah. heard it here first, folks. It's following Dra- uh, Draven and uh, various Noxians as they're kind of making camp after the Siege of Basilic. And then Lulu and Tristana pop out of a tree 
and they're I guess they're trying to f- make their way back to Bandle City, but they kind of keep bouncing and teleporting around, and they happen to teleport into this glade where all these Noxians are, um, and they need this key, the wis- this doodad, the whispering doodad, to like get back into the roadways that they use, the magical paths, and Lulu can't find it, and it's like, oh, I can't find it because I don't have enough light, and so she just shoots like this big burst of light in the air, and things just start going fucking nuts. The uh, the Noxians start attacking Tristana and Lulu, this Ivern. Ivern is kind of helping by having nature like squirrels like gang up on one Noxian or moving branches in the way of arrows and Tristana's, you know, doing her thing. Lulu is the whole time doesn't really seem to like even recognize that there's danger and is just having fun trying to chase the doodad around and the doodad's having just as much fun hiding from her. Um, now eventually it kind of comes to a head when not Draven, but Tamara, I think she's like a war mason we've talked about in a few other pieces, kind of right. gets the bead on them. Uh, and then Lulu, she kind of gets a beat on, and does it the is it the Ivern knocks her away? Someone saved, I think no, Tristana ults her. That's what it is. Yeah, Tristana <laughs> and she gets this like fuck out of her. Not, just into the tree line. Eventually, Draven kind of grabs a hold of Tristana, uh, and then Lulu, in response, ults this big this rabbit that had shown up earlier in the story, and so it's this big fuck off rabbit. And Draven <laughs> immediately just goes running. Lulu and Tristana find their doodad, and uh, they make it out safely. And then that's that's kind of the. the the long and short of the story. It's a ton of fun to read. Like the summary yeah, doesn't really dude. do it justice. Yeah, this is a fun one. And I, I like the the whole thing about Lulu probably not even realizing she was in danger in the first place. I feel like Lulu never was in danger. I feel like... That's probably fair. <laughs> it reminds me like... Lulu in this story reminds me of almost like Gara with his sand shield. Where like there's this wild magic that's just constantly protecting her and she has she doesn't have to do anything. It's just always deflecting shit for her and she has no idea. Can we guess what it's this like, is from, Mark? Do you have a guess? Because we both looked really confused. Naruto. Is it Naruto? Yeah, it's Naruto. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Of course it was Naruto. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was cool. And we get to see a few things here. We get to see Pix using uh, its shield on Lulu. Oh, yeah. You know, we get some some ability usage here. Um, we get to see an actual Lulu quote in this story. Oh, yeah. Which one she is gets it? Her, her like, hat pulled over her eyes. And then, uh, oh, yeah. you know, she sometimes see more with her eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> but do it with the voice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But yeah, Lulu's sons of fun in this too. Like, cause she she pops out of the little portal right, and the hat's down over her eyes, and she's like, "Oh, I've gone blind. This is new." <laughs> she's not phased at all. She's so nonchalant. Yeah, you know. It's I feel like, good. given the power level that's kind of described in her bio when she was, even after she got out of the glade, because it's implied that like she got nerfed when she got out of the glade. <laughs> but like, even in the bio, she walked through a, a war basically and changed the weapons of all the people on both sides to flowers like that's some high level magic mm-hmm. i feel like the only way that she's like balanced in this world is just because she's so easily distracted and sure. only uses her power for her own amusement <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean definitely right like i mean that's 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 essentially the way she's written and it's it's nice i don't care about as much about like like we don't know the details on the rules but i think it that's kind of the point is that she's she doesn't play she doesn't, Lulu doesn't play by the rules right <laughs> makes her own rules I think yeah. Lulu should come out and be the big bad in every lore event like Viego <laughs> what a chump she doesn't give a shit <laughs> she Although, turns him into a swirl 
if Diego had corrupted Lulu, all that all that power directed in a like at something. Mm-hmm. Damn, he can't corrupt Lulu. It's not possible. No, he can't. Not my he Lulu. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, this is a lot of fun. A lot of fun to read. The tone is really fun. Um, I think one thing I liked about it is that like whenever anything's happening, it's always done in a really entertaining way. Like it's not just like. Oh, and then this happened, and then this happened. Like, whenever anything's happening, it's, um, there's, like, these little, like, flourishes. Like, an arrow, like, Lulu's up on something. She's up on her stick, and she's looking out, and an arrow comes towards her, and her hat, like, knocks it away. The little tip on the end of the hat, like, bats it away, you know? Or even, like, she drops the doodad at one point, and it's not, like, just, like, oh, it fell into the grass. It, like, falls into the grass, and the spirit feels this, like, invisible wave of energy kind of ripple out as it lands. You know, it's just, like, all these little things that help keep it... Like I could visualize this super well, and I would love to. I would love to see this as a cinematic. Frankly, this was so. I was gonna say this would be such a good cinematic. If anything, just to see Draven run away from a giant rabbit, which I would like <laughs> sure. to say. Yeah, and this is you know that's kind of a Graham McNeil specialty too. He's very good at describing the the minutia of a scene to to really mm. be able to picture it. Yeah, definitely. I think like yeah, the depictions of Lulu's abilities, like when she. Pix is doing the shield. It's like, oh, there's flower petals, and the flowers themselves are like deflecting arrow shots and stuff. I was like, oh, that's such a cool way to interpret that, like in-game ability. Because otherwise, it's like, how do I give this person the shield, right? Without well, it's just like, oh, it's just a little arcane shield, you know? Yeah, tons of fun. Really liked it. And that's basically it for her stories. Yeah. Um. So we'll uh. We'll we'll let you off the hook here, Faye. <laughs> but uh. Sure. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to have you. Great to for get sure. your insight. Oh, I just remembered another random fun fact. Go for Ooh, it, please. It it. It. Um, do you remember the Jinx music video? Yes. Yeah, yes. I did all the voices for Jinx in the background, like basically anything that wasn't the singing. So her on the rhino and laughing. Probably sounds oh, like Lulu because that's I me. Fucking knew it. I swear to God, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my God!" I didn't realize that Faye was going to do the voice for Jinx, and then <laughs> and then I I saw that you didn't, and I was so confused. I was just... That's great. Uh, oh, it makes sometimes, so much sense sometimes now. Uh, the Riot music guys or wh- whatever they were known as uh, would just like call in favors. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. Especially yeah. around that. I remember that a lot of those that. where they're like, "Hey, we need people to like yell." Yeah. Who wants to Who wants to take fifteen <laughs> who, who minutes knows? and come into the studio and just yell? Someone's good at yelling. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who was that? I think for like the Draven. Yeah. Opening where they just needed yeah, people to yell people Draven, Draven like they were in a coliseum or yeah. some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of like you know adversity, kind of like driving ingenuity right where it's like hey we need to do something right we can't like go out and get a, a course or something like that that's really cool though i'll have to i'll yeah. have to like rewatch that with that in mind then and listen to it because just thinking about it i can even hear it I'm like oh yeah i can picture lulu zooming around on yeah. her, her <laughs> running running with the balloon the yawn everything yeah yeah, yeah. that's super cool uh. it's fun all right well thank you so yeah. much guys uh this was fun thank you thank you uh, seriously yeah. Yeah. Is there anything is there anything else you want to kind of plug before you go to or um let's see you uh I have a Twitch, I have a YouTube. I'm on Twitter most actively though most of the time I just shit post. 
Um, <laughs> Hell so Twitter's yeah. for. That's the best part of it. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Pretty much. Um, so my Twitter is at Faymata. Just my name. F-A-Y-E-M-A-T-A. Um, my Twitch is the same. F-A-Y-E-M-A-T-A. Or twitch.tv slash F-A-Y-E-M-A-T-A. Um, and I stream variety things. So sometimes I'll do a challenge me in Smash for charity. Or I'll do a drawing stream. Or... Uh, I do these Friday Friday Flex positivity streams where people come in and I ask, I ask everybody to tell me at least one thing that they're proud of accomplishing in the last week. And then people say, I did this. And then I, and then the entire chat gasses them up. Like, you did a great nice. job. Yeah. And then everyone's <laughs> nice. happy. Um, That's awesome. That's dope. Yeah, random video games. All right. All right. So, Lulu shows up <laughs> one more place in a Bandle Scout mission journal. Yep. Yep. Ah. Uh, which was, um, I think, either a Wild Rift, a Wild Rift promo. I want to say. I think it was a Wild Rift promo. Yeah. Um, basically, Timo's just going out investigating shit, and he's investigating a horn of Rhymefang wolves. Uh, he had heard stories about, and he finds the pack, but then they very quickly turn into Poros, and he realizes that they had been polymorphed by Lulu the whole time. <laughs> and uh, it also says that she accidentally created a massive Poro using her Bigify spell. And maybe that's the King Poro? Mm-hmm. Who deep, knows? Deep conspiracy. <laughs> um. In terms of the stuff that's on her universe page, by the way, it also has the theme song. And let me just say, the biggest disappointment in the world is the fact that she has a theme song named Lulu and Shaco's Quirky Encounter. And we get no fucking story about a Lulu and Shaco Quirky Encounter. I want that short story. What the hell? That would be so good. At least least it sounds good. I'd be curious to see if (laughs) if it would make sense when we get to Shaco. That's true. Oh, I don't that think was... there's any lore on Shaco. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing. We'll start measuring things in Shaco's. <laughs> zero. It's absolute zero when it comes to lore. Um, wasn't this one of the things they put out when they put out like a collection of music? This was one of the ones that made it on there. What a pick. Yeah, this was part of that their first music collection. Yeah. I think I think even on the, the little frequencies documentary they made about this, I remember they had whoever the violinist is, I don't remember her name, talking about like it's so fucking fast. I'm trying to get it up to to it. It's like I, I'm trying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. It's an interesting. It's an interesting like cha- champion pair to pick for like we're gonna do this 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 piece this musical piece right right. It's cool though. Uh, yeah, it is a good piece of music. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um. So on to uh, on to cinematics. We talked a little bit about don't mess with yordles. Um, one thing that we didn't necessarily mention was, and this is a question mark, but Lulu might be referencing the Malphite doesn't do anything meme for as many times as she says this rock doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's maybe that is a hell of a fucking stretch, but I like it. I like where your brain's at. <laughs> Uh, she's also in the Ignite cinematic. 
Oh yeah, she's actually in it. Where uh, <laughs> she gets she gets walloped by a Meganar with the rest of her team, so that Faker can win worlds. Yeah, all I remember is that face of hers <laughs> before she gets <laughs> smushed into oblivion. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember this. Uh, it we'll was like it. her uh, her God, splash like her, water yeah, skin, her... yeah, splash down, whatever. Uh, uh, and then she's in the pop stars music video. In the first scene where Ari sings the pre-chorus, there's a bottle of detergent on the washer next John. to her, which has a picture of pool party Lulu on it. She's featured heavily in the pop stars music video. Yeah. So, I mean, you wouldn't have that music video if not for Lulu. Thanks, Lulu. Thank you, Lulu. She really ties it together. Along that same line, she's also in the Harmonies comic. Because Seraphine has a Star Guardian poster on her wall with Lulu on it. Mm. Cute. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now we've got AU stuff. Well, before we do that, how do we feel about Canon Lulu? We didn't actually really talk too much about it. I think she's cute. It's kind of what I expected, having not read Lulu's lore, just <laughs> having played Lulu. Yeah. Um, I do like Wish. You know, we said that it would be fun to see her with Shaco. It'd be fun to just see her interact with anyone more. <laughs> it's really fun seeing her with Tristana, who takes herself a very serious yordle, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, they have nice little banter there. I um, I like, I didn't mention it about the bio earlier, but I like, it reminded me a bit of Gragas in that uh, it ends in a really good spot for her to go out and do things. It's like she's trying to get back to the glade, but the way to do that is to just go out and do adventures and just do her own thing in Runeterra. <laughs> and we see those little examples, which I like. I like champions to be kind of in that spot of like, oh, she's not squirreled away in a little spot. She's she's incentivized to go out and be doing things and acting. So I would like to see her uh, team her up with Gragas, right? That would be... I'd love to see their little adventuring party with like one or two others, you know? Yeah. Right? Like, I, I feel like it's definitely not like a, a lot of other champions where I'm like, I don't like the color story or like I wanted something else. Like, I feel like the color story is exactly what I wanted for this, even though Lulu's just one of a, a handful of champions that are featured in it. Um, This is exactly the type of Lulu story that I think fits great for her. And I think that tied together with the don't mess with Yorl cinematic too is like I'm not disappointed with the amount of Lulu lore we got and <laughs> yeah uh, I liked all of it um, I would love more of it because it was all delightful but yeah. I won't complain about what we got <laughs> I would just wish for more <laughs> it's, yeah it's hard to get like too deep with Lulu I feel like you know because she's very she she wears, she wears her heart on her sleeve right like you're not going to get like a really like really deep character development from her i don't think i could be wrong no, i don't think so um, and yeah i mean the bi- i mean if it was just the bio i might have a little more i might be more like bothered by it being it's a little meandering and the glades are like really vague and some things are un- unclear but like you said with those two pieces it's like it's fine i'm entertained and yeah give her some more stuff like just put her with more champions she's a great foil to people who are very serious and have more of those long arcs going on. Having Lulu pop up with Lucian would be great. You know, just all sorts of shit. <laughs> I would have loved would to have great. seen her in the Ruination, honestly. Sure. <laughs> My the only Lulu Nation. The only thing I'm wondering about. <laughs> great, Lulu Nation, rise up. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm wondering about is like, what's the deal with Picks a little bit? Because Picks can sometimes mm. come off a little sinister. Um, like. Ivern or whoever kind of says that the like these little 
glitter bugs try and get away from him before he can pick their wings off. Just a little more mean than I guess I thought picks would be, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's kind of like a cat, you know, like when cats yeah. torture a bug or a mouse, you're like, oh, they don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I assume. <laughs> he just He's just following his, his, his heart, right? Just like Lulu. <laughs> You do you, Pix. <laughs> I mean, you could argue he's that about setting, Jin, too, I guess. fires. <laughs> Jin just followed his heart. Right. He's not evil. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> you know, like a cat. Just making his way in the world. <laughs> it's like a cat. <laughs> John, yeah. I just real quick, before you start the AUs, does Bittersweet Lulu have an AU? Because that's all I want in life. Of course. Thank you. That's my favorite Lulu skin. Everyone's so disturbed when you play it. <laughs> She's part of Sugar Rush. I'll Fuck, do that one first what... for you, even. <gasps> Thank you. All right, I'm looking at it now. She's just so evil and great, and the cupcake is... This is just such a good skin. <laughs> From the gingerbread castle to the root beer sea, the licorice mountains to the gumdrop forest, this is the candy kingdom in all its glory. It says, bittersweet Lulu... A candy witch living on the outskirts of the Peppermint Pine Barrens, Lulu's saccharine enchantments are known to grant incredible powers to anyone who desire them, but only at great cost to their candy soul. That's so everyone fantastic. in this universe has a candy soul. Apparently. Good to know. <laughs> I do too. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, and she's also part of Dragon World. Uh, twice did Dragonfire consume the world. Twice from the embers. Twice from the embers were born heroes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And that was confusingly written. Uh, and this one's Dragon Trainer Lulu. Dragons, though feared, are still living things and can be befriended under the right circumstances. Lulu enthralled her small friend with whimsical magic, becoming the first ever dragon trainer. And this has some helpful dragon trainer tips, too, to keep in mind if you're going to train your own dragon at home. <laughs> uh, who didn't feed the dragon? An unhappy dragon is a hungry dragon. Feed your dragon regularly to avoid symptoms such as hunger, hanger, and sudden urge to eat, well, you. It's a common misconception that dragons like to live in caves filled with gold. They actually like to be outdoors most of the time. Unless it's raining or there's really good movies on the television. Do not point your dragon at or around your face. Refusing to follow these rules will probably almost 100% result in total body death. So, there you have it, folks. Go on and raise your own dragons. <laughs> now, she's also part of Space Groove. In a groovy galaxy a million disco infernos away, a mysterious energy known only as the Groove brings music and prosperity to trillions of galactic citizens. But when the alien overlord Lysandra and her army of harsh vibes begin to enslave planets and suppress <laughs> disco music, a new age of heroes rises to stop her and keep the party groovin'. This is the one that's Groovy. likely inspired by uh, Space Channel 5, that old yeah. game. Uh, and this one is Space Groove Lulu. Hailing from Boogie Wonderland, a planet of pure groove, Lulu is uniquely attuned to the resonance of cosmic disco energy, using her staff to conjure visions of freedom and abandon to the beat of the music. She can even get the most left-footed creatures in the galaxy tapping along. And then cool. she has a prestige skin, too. Fresh off a visit from the three-party goddesses in the center of the galaxy, Lulu's more in tune with the groove than ever. Her visions are even more potent, 
Her beats are even more irresistible, and no one knows where Lulu's going to pop up next. <laughs> cool. And this also has a cinematic to go along with it called Exploration, which is just an amazing retro anime-style music video, which yeah. is very good. The music fucking bumps, by the way. Yeah, I it does. Say, I, <laughs> I don't think so I've good. seen it. Uh, it's very cute. It, yeah. like, it looks like an anime from the 80s. Yeah, it makes me think of like uh, like the Daft Punk like Discovery a bit, mm. stuff like that. It looks even older than that, though, to be fair. But... Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Now it's part of a Snowdown Showdown, which are the Winterskins separated into the Poro King Court and the Winterland Inhabitants. This one's Winter Wonder Lulu, a kindly sorceress trailed by her Poro pal Pix. Lulu's whimsical ice magic amazes and delights snowdown revelers everywhere she's also a skilled fighter firing deadly glacial spikes and transforming foes into harmless snowmen and she shows up in the be your best santa cinematic from this one she just kind of makes a cameo mm. is she on a box of laundry detergent or <laughs> <laughs> no no okay that'd be ridiculous <laughs> it's a box of hot chocolate dumbass yeah <laughs> with marsh blue loose Yep. That was the best you got for marshmallows. <laughs> I have COVID. <laughs> and we've got world championship. <laughs> Sounds like me anytime I need to. I'll just say I'm pregnant all the time for any excuse. <laughs> or if he's mean to me, I'm like, I'm carrying your child, John. <laughs> uh. uh. Inspired on? by untold victories and her faithful Pegasus familiar picks, Lulu stands ready to delight new allies and confound new foes. These are the world championship skins. Okay, I really. Oh my god, I was scrolling one. through all the skins. Like, which one the fuck is this? Damn, I, I, yeah, I really didn't remember this one. And then we have pool party, where each champion's equipped with summertime clothing. <laughs> We've got pool party Lulu. Floaties and adorable squid hats are in order whenever Lulu hits the beach with Pix the puffer fish. But be careful not to splash her. She can turn people into adorable baby seals. Cute, cuddly, and utterly defenseless baby seals. <laughs> oh my god. What the fuck is this? I thought you were going to say cute, cuddly, and clubbable, but meh. Oh my god. Is that Y'all too much? fucked up. Sorry. I mean, I was just reading the lore. That's all part of the lore blurb. I didn't even have anything there. Oh, Mark, though. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mark put his own spin on it. <laughs> Apologies. I'm sorry. I love baby don't seals. Baby seals don't not. club baby seals, folks. Don't club baby seals. Hey, folks. Don't club baby seals. I can't remember the more you right, know this song. This has been a public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Event Horizon. In the vast darkness of space are born terrible, beautiful things, cosmic creatures of sublime love and the unknowable monstrosities of the Dark Star. These are the children of silent gods, and they are finally coming home. This one is Cosmic Enchantress Lulu. Tasked with charting the heavens, Lulu's whimsical splashes of magic dot the sky with newborn stars. She keeps meticulous records of their names, mourning each of them when they finally pass. And the short story for this is Ambition's Embrace. 
Uh, this one basically is the Dark Star is growing in power. Lux is sent to confront it. Meanwhile, Lulu lets us know that the Dark Star has devoured Jin, who used to be part of the Cosmic Court. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, certainly not least, <laughs> Star Guardian. <laughs> In a vast and dark universe, young warriors are chosen by fate to protect the light of the stars. They are destined to burn bright, but collapse as furiously as they shine. And this one is Star Guardian Lulu. The youngest member of Lux's team, Lulu is an odd but gifted Star Guardian. Though her unique relationship with the starlight is sometimes puzzling, Lulu can be counted on to support her team and let them know that the light supports them too. And then she's also got a pajama guardian, Lulu. Fuzzy onesies. <laughs> Paper fortune tellers. <laughs> Cuddly incoming. Lulu's so ready for this slumber party. Even Pix is excited and getting into the spirit of things. Star guardians are destined to protect the universe. But that doesn't mean they can't have a little fun along the way. And in this one, too, all of the champions kind of have their own little mini bio. So this one is, uh, to Lulu, this inner world is the most wondrous place, and anything outside of it is not as interesting. Because of her fascination with the starlight, outwardly she, she may appear unconcerned with the gravity of her responsibilities. This whimsical behavior is puzzling to some teammates, but they accept her and all her eccentricities. Also, her blood type is AB. Her favorite food is cupcakes, and her hobby is gardening. So, Teen Bot Magazine article. <laughs> <laughs> now there are several short stories here. Uh, New Stars is first, which just tells us a little bit more about Star Guardians. Um, yeah, so in the in the beginning of all things, the first star gave its light to create the universe, and then new worlds were born, and with them, warriors imbued with the light of the first star. And as a Star Guardian fades, their powers reborn and new protectors. And Star Guardians are chosen for their strength and resolve, but above all else, they're chosen for their courage. And it often signals a cataclysmic battle elsewhere in the universe when multiple Star Guardians are chosen to serve at once. Star Guardians must familiarize themselves with the customs and rituals of a planet in order to blend in with its inhabitants, dispelling any suspicion about their true nature. And then Starfall is the other one, where Lux and her team of Star Guardians go on a team-building retreat where they meet Ari and her team of guardians, although they don't realize they're guardians at the time. Uh, the camp is attacked by darkness, and the two teams fight together to defeat it. The end. <laughs> um, some things about Lulu in this story. It seems that she might be able to predict the future through her drawings, um, mm. or maybe she just has like a closer to connection to the power of the first star that like gives her visions, and then she draws those visions down. Um Jinx's nickname for Lulu is Loops. And there's a cute moment where Lulu asks Janet to tell her a story, and it gave me a big lamb wolf vibe, with Lulu constantly interjecting with things like, and that's where we're from, right? Did she find sisters like us? And then at the end, Lux jumps in front of the big monster that they're fighting to save Lulu's life. Hmm. Lulu getting into trouble. <laughs> like she do. <laughs> I like the drawing thing. Got... That's a neat. That's a neat idea. Oh yeah, to do something like a the... little different in the AU. Uh, yeah, you know? I like the idea that she's just like obviously yordles. I don't think exists here. She, she just looks like she's supposed to be a little girl. Yeah, <laughs> and her and Poppy both seem like very young. In uh, yeah, in this. they're just kids instead. Mm. Although still in the same grade in the cinematic, it looks like. <laughs> oh, interesting. Huh. Hmm. But, but clearly, clearly, you, Lulu's very young. Yeah, very chibi Usa. 
type thing. I mean, size-wise, she's like 18 months looking at the skin, <laughs> comparing <laughs> it to everybody else's size. <laughs> she's a very smart 18-month-year-old. She's and a bit of a bobblehead. Her head's the same size as the rest of them, maybe even a little bigger, to be honest. But, like she's babies. she got like a Doogie Hauser thing going on. She just skipped a bunch of grades. <laughs> I thought you meant Doogie Hauser had like a really big head. I was like, I've never seen it, <laughs> yeah, but I have, I, seen, you meant, like, I have seen Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a normal head. What are you talking about? Yeah. Did, he not, did he grow into it? Like, did he have to grow into his head? <laughs> his head was always that right. size. <laughs> now we also have the slumber party where Lux plans a mandatory star guarding meeting. Uh, Lulu, not realizing that she just meant her team, invites Ari's team to go to it too. So they show up and they have a slumber party. Uh, things are tense, but they finally lighten up and become friends. Lulu spends most of this story playing with one of those little like mash paper games, like the fortune telling <laughs> games. <laughs> um, but she also spills that she talks directly to the first light, which is news to the other team, to the other people on the team, uh, most of whom like haven't spoken to the first light since they were turned into star guardians. Um, it seems like Lulu's kind of the only one with that connection. Um, Lulu in this story is also the one who ends up making all of the extra pajama outfits for the second team who didn't come with pajamas. Oh, oh, nice. Skilled seamstress, not even on her uh, list of talents, but apparently. <laughs> Maybe they're really shitty. They're like yes. really. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, for short stories, we've got the Twilight Star where the Star Guardians are playing at a playground because Lulu had a vision of it and drew it in her notebook. Um, and suddenly they're attacked by Zoe. She attacks with bubbles. Jinx almost gets hit, but Lux shields her. And then Janna blows them away. And then they manage to fight Zoe back. But Lulu... Lulu... <laughs> Lulu... <laughs> gets hit by a bubble, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. trying to rescue Misfortune, <laughs> and has a vision that uh, she is coming. But they don't know who she is. Um, so they decide they need to contact Ari, but then that's when they find out that Ari disappeared after the slumber party, um, leading straight to the events of the light and shadow cinematic. Well, where's Louie? What did Louie do? <laughs> Louie's not here right now. <laughs> My pal Louie, where'd he go? <laughs> He's grabbing a slice on 22nd. <laughs> He's getting slice. a hoagie. <laughs> it's fucking good. Uh, She's also in the Burning Bright cinematic for Star Guardians, which, you know, just cool little cinematic. Her and her team are fighting Baron Nashor. <laughs> the end. Nashor. Right. <laughs> uh, and I've got some fun facts about Lulu. Hell yeah. Sure. In the, uh, in the Event Horizon AU, uh, Lulu's pet, instead of being called Pix, is called Aurelian Small. Oh, that's... That's cute. I like That's that. That's really cute. Also, is it called Event Horizon? Have we talked about this before? Um, yeah, Event Horizon is like the larger AU that Dark Star takes place in. Oh, also a great okay. movie. I feel like I I might have mentioned this in the past, but how do you call it Event Horizon? That's taken. Riot. <laughs> Can never use it again. A movie. <laughs> no one ever said that phrase until that movie. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> phrase definitely didn't exist or come from anywhere. It's only original. Yeah. Uh, Lulu's production name was Wena the Supportal. 
Mm. Which is a portmanteau of support yordle. I like that. Wow. That should be your okay. actual um, Wayna? subtitle. Wayna. <laughs> Wanga. Yeah. <laughs> to Wanga. <laughs> that was a stretch. I'm sorry. To Wanga or not to Wanga? That is the question. <laughs> All right, we're done. Uh, Lulu is the first champion to, one, be announced directly through an art spotlight, mm-hmm. two, be available for play on PBE before her official release. And three, have her own login screen and dedicated theme. Yes, this was very exciting. I remember John like excitedly showing me this when we first started dating. <laughs> I didn't understand the significance of it. He's like, look at this lot. Like the music, it's the same, but different. Yeah, this was back when all of the champion themes, it was a short period of time, maybe just like three or four, but where all of the champion themes were variations of just the main League of Legends theme, but made to sound like you know whatever champion they were they were for so this one was like a whimsical version of the league theme yeah it was neat i liked it <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't go back and, and watch it for this but maybe i maybe i will just a little <laughs> bit of that nostalgia nostalgia vibe <laughs> now lulu was the last champion to release with two skins alongside her classic one. Oh, i didn't oh, realize wow. that wow she's yeah she has she's two? like she must mark it's interesting that like she got the first login screen, last one to get the two skins on the release, first one to get like a PBE thing. I wonder if like she's like a, a milestone almost. I feel like as in that way, it seems like yeah, like Riot's development process changed significantly somehow. <laughs> You're like we're gonna take this shit seriously. Yeah, we can't be doing two skins no more. <laughs> we can't be releasing red and green Lulu or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wick, I mean, Wicked Lulu doesn't look that much different than than regular Lulu. I do like it. I'll play it sometimes, mostly because she turns people into cats, which is very Always good. good. Mm-hmm. And they'll meow, like a little tiny meow if you pay attention, which is very, very nice. But um, Speaking of which, in chat, the enemy player's character name is replaced with Harmless Critter while they're polymorphed by Whimsy. Oh, that's cool. Um, before... Before, like, patch 11.1, the change name would actually change depending on what skin you were playing as Lulu. So um, it could be Squill, Cupcake, Kitty, Dragon, Snowman, Blob, or Jelly. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Uh, Whimsy, Help Picks, Lamb's Respite, Tempered Fate, and Time Warp are the only abilities in the game that can affect themselves, allies, and enemies. And two of those are Lulu's. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to say that was probably a big difference, too, is that there were abilities that worked differently if you use them on allies versus enemies, which is not like a wild concept now. But I feel like then it was kind of a a new thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that for sure. It's ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she's a great, like, I don't, obviously I don't play support a lot, but when I think <laughs> of support, she's one of the ones that comes to mind because she's, it feels like for an enchanter, she can always be doing something to either be helping or, or hurting, right? Which it seems like yeah. you want with an enchanter. You get yeah, shit she's, to do. she's a lot of fun for that. She's one, I, I don't think she's gotten many massive changes since release. She was just kind of like mm. honed it. Probably balance changes for different lanes. Like that happens with supports. People want to take <laughs> them top or mid or whatever. Um, but I feel yeah. like her and, and like Thresh, I feel like are two that come to mind is like they've been very similar 
the entire time they've been in the game. Right. Sure. Yeah. And just solid hmm. supports. Yeah. 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 Always good. People talk about like uh, enchanters being OP or like uh, like Lux, like mages being OP as supports. And I disagree. I think like classic supports are like, if you know how to play them, you're going to fuck up the game way more than a Lux is. Not that mm. I don't love Lux. I love playing Lux. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so there's a Poro in the background of the Winter Wonder Lulu splash art that sports a mustache. Which was later revealed to be the first teaser we got for Brom. Oh, oh I see it. Cute. Neat. And he's got and the then little finally, horns. Finally. Sorry. Yeah, he's got the cute <laughs> little horns. Cute little mustache. Oh my god. Star Guardian Lulu is the first Lulu skin without her signature oversized hat. Hmm, that's oh, yeah. true. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, she's got like a little crown on, a little bow. Yeah. Well, now this skin sucks. <laughs> Delete it. Refund. <laughs> Remake it. She's nothing without her hat. Nothing. <laughs> to be fair, I never use this one. I would use Pajama Guardian over that. <laughs> Man, those are my Lulu facts. Yay. Cool. Yay. How are we feeling about Lulu? Her, I mean, her bio Thumbs kind up. Of- yeah, thumbs up. Bio was kind of whatever, but the short story was tons of fun. Um, was bl- I, like I was not bored at all reading it for one of the longer ones. And then the cinematics, great. I think you know I said it earlier, but it might be my favorite at this point. Oh yeah, I I agree. I love that cinematic so much. I want more Yordle cinematics in general because I just think they're so yeah, interesting sure. and fun. But yeah, I think Lulu, she's good. I think she works well as a side character. Like I don't think she should be a protagonist kind of in a story. She just doesn't have that vibe. And, uh, yeah, I don't think she's ever going to have any kind of arc, which is fine. It works for her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Wandering aimlessly is kind of her whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's why she can just show up anywhere and it would, seem, it would yeah. probably work, you know? So put her in like, Arcane. Literally. Come on. I want her showing up in the background of, like, every other champion story. Just doing, like, one random thing. <laughs> Even if it's not confirmed, it's her. It's like well, some no. weird shit happens in the story that no one understands. You're like, oh, that's fucking Lulu, wasn't it? All right, so from now on, we'll try to find the Lulu in every single story. Right? Maybe they've been doing it this whole fucking time. Man, Maybe. subtle. I want to see her interact with Vex. She, she waved her wand and made all of the Heimer lore disappear. <laughs> oh, that bitch. It's just lost, right? It just doesn't want to be where Heimer is, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, her and Vex would be fun. Um, her, I like. She reminds me a lot of like Zoe, just from like the way I like Zoe. My interactions with Zoe in game, so mm-hmm. they might be fun to have them interact. And they were maybe they're like almost too similar. Like it's more fun to put mm-hmm. her with things that are very different. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I liked. I liked it. I liked Lulu's stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that was Lulu. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Faye, again, for joining us. Yeah. And sorry, we're, like, kind of a little bit lower energy than normal, I think. <laughs> you know. If it wasn't made clear. John, yes, John has COVID. <laughs> I have COVID. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. We're also on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Loreheads. We usually stream League on Saturdays uh, together, and then John does some TFT on Mondays. We have a YouTube where we post these, and John has some parodies. He just did one about Lilia. It was very dirty and weird. 
and wonderful. <laughs> so be sure to check that out. And join our Discord. You can find the link in the description of this episode. And we have a Patreon. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. And a very special thank you to our Madarda tier patrons. Uh, Mylect, King of Hearts, Jeremy Rich, and Dee's Smurfs. We've got another one now. Amazing. <laughs> and if you ever needed uh, someone to to gift you, um, you know, uh, uh, a kidney, then um, good luck finding. I, mean, I don't have. I don't have a flaw with you, but but <laughs> but I think about it. <laughs> Imagining this story now, like a podcaster promises a kidney to someone and they happen to be a match and <laughs> legally obligated to do it. Like, yep, binding <laughs> verbal contract right there. Give up the kidney. They didn't even need the kidney, they just want it. <laughs> you gotta share it, okay? That's the thing. Gotta... <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and be sure to join us next week. We're going to talk about another one of my mains, one right after another. <laughs> The Lady of Luminosity, Lux. 